Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our second episode of Amrix Weekly. Uh, a little bit more upbeat than the last time we talked. We last time we chatted about two weeks ago, it was a two-game losing streak. Now we're going to talk about a team who has won five of six in points in six straight. I am your, I guess you can say, kind of your co-host here. Your co-host Chad Didemenesis, and I'm of course joined. By Keith Bozniak from Let's Go Amrix. Keith, man, I appreciate you taking the time out of your, uh, I guess, the small time you have here in the window with your kids' uh, youth hockey tournament. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. We're, things are definitely uh, more upbeat from the last time we talked, and things are looking a little better than opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. So what? I guess the first question I'm going to ask you here as you jump right into it is what? What's different? What's changed? I mean, is it is it chemistry? Has just I don't know, I guess maybe that's not the team you saw the first two games. Is, is there something, like, or maybe a couple of things in your mind that's kind of changed you, that's caught your attention from the last time we talked, I guess you could say? You know, after opening weekend, there was, the guys weren't going to toss around excuses and say it was this or that. They just owned up and said we lost. But I think it definitely comes down to chemistry. When you have, you know, a whole bunch of teams where guys not playing together, not familiar with each other, you know, do I pass? Do I shoot? Does he shoot? What do we do? Um, you know, the chemistry has definitely come a long way since then. And it was even mentioned that, you know, during the week at practice, talking about, hey, what changed? And, you know, even Olsen, league-leading scorer, talked about, you know, hey, we know each other a little more. There is some chemistry now. And next thing you know, they're winning games. They're familiar with each other. They, they went on the road together, got to know each other, and they're racking up points left and right. You know, it's funny. It's kind of a... I guess you could say it kind of goes hand in hand. What's happening here in Buffalo? I mean, you know, the Sabres on a five-game Western road trip now. The first game looked good. The middle two were bad. Yesterday was good. Now they can wrap it up with a winning record. You know, I kind of, you kind of wonder maybe if, like, I guess that road trip again because the Sabres are the same thing. They're adding, you know, nine, ten new guys to their lineup, and maybe that that chemistry, I guess, in the beginning kind of wasn't given enough. I mean, people mentioned that it could be an issue, but maybe it's a bigger issue in the beginning than some people want to give her credit for. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. And I, I think a lot of it, an early season road trip helps a lot to get everyone to know each other. Um, right, you know, right. from the Rochester, the Rochester point of view, half these guys have been li- were living in a hotel for all of September, you know, between, you know, the prospects challenge and training camp and then right. making their way to Rochester, having to find a place to live. And, you know, guys who came down late that realized, all right, now I'm late to the party and what do I do living? You know, so they really don't have that much time to just settle down and, you know, hit the road together and you're trapped in a bus for six hours on a road trip. You know, it's a little different than a plane that the Sabres do, but yeah, they get to know each other a little more and relax and just get away from, you know, hotel living and trying to get their life settled down. So I'm going to flip some players here on you. Kind of going to ask you about a few, kind of like we did last time. I got to start with the guy who's the main attraction here, and that's Victor Olsen. Because last time we talked, I don't even know if he had any points over the weekend, and now all of a sudden 
He scores at least one point, if not more, a game. He's the leading scorer, you could say, in the AHL. Uh, you know, I, I think we're kind of on the same page with him where he's a lot of people saying, get him up here, get him up here. They need him. He, if I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure from looking at the numbers that most of his points are coming on the power play. It's kind of what he did in Sweden. So I, I think while he can, if they brought him up, could help the Sabres with, with their struggling power play, I still think there's work to be done there with him, at least five on five. Um, you know, I read a little bit his defensive game has improved here and there, so that's a good thing. But I still think there's more there's more for him to give at even strength, where I think at least a few more months in Rochester could give him that. Am I am I kind of on on the ball there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seven of his nine assists have all been on the power play. So that's you know, that's where he's you know, an expert at. That's where he's leading, getting most of his points. Um at least one goal out of five was on the power play. So yeah, I mean he's racking up points and impressive the way he's doing it i mean i think that shot is no joke right i mean yeah i mean everybody has seen that shot and you know i put on twitter it slowed down when he had the two goals slowed him down to like 40 percent speed and it was you still could barely see the puck you know it's it's definitely impressive the way you know what he's done early on and you know it's somewhat surprising to him and even chris taylor as far as you know the fact that he's gotten off to a hot start they knew it would come but there's always an adjustment period and you know, let's, let's be honest. I mean, the hype is strong with the kid, but with a seventh round pick coming over from Europe, you know, he's sure he played in the Swedish elite league. So it's not like he was just playing junior hockey. Right. But there was always a concern. Is that going to translate to the smaller ice surface? Is it going to transfer into the physical play of the American league? And sure enough, it definitely has, you know, like you said, though, the five on five play is where obviously you want to see him scoring more and do a little more, but you know, if he's helping win games in the power play, that's going to work down here. You know, what happens with the NHL, that's, you know, that's probably up for debate. You know, is he going to sit on the bench for most of the game just waiting for a power play? Is that going to be beneficial to his development? Right, right. Probably not. You know, I'd rather have him make him well, more well-rounded player. And that's something that Chris Taylor talks about all the time. And that's why, you know, when they're down here, you know, they want him to work on all aspects of their game, not just hey, score goals, get up to the NHL. Because that's not going to work once you get in the NHL. The guy's going to be like, oh, there's Vic Rolson. We know what to do around him. Just make sure he doesn't get the puck, and then he's not going to score, and then he's not going to be that useful. I guess we kind of had a, I don't want to say a scare, but maybe a little bit of excitement that we thought he might have been joining the Sabres in L.A., but turns out he's not. Uh, Lawrence Pilot, who continued to, play well, continued to play well, but now there's an injury. And if I'm mistaken, he didn't play the last two games? I don't think he played yesterday, right? Right, yeah, the last two games now, um, you know, he was at practice on Thursday morning. I was there for practice, and, you know, he was on the ice, didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, you know, it, when as soon as he wasn't in the lineup on Friday, that definitely, you know, like, all right, this is definitely different. Um, you know, the Amherst were quick, too. I think they saw everything kind of spreading and jumped out there to say, hey, here's the reason he's not playing, which is definitely odd, but yep. so you definitely know a lot of people were inquiring, but. You know, at my last two games, though, he has been solid. You know, start, you know, for beginning of the game to end of the game. Um, you know, he's just looked like he's putting up points, playing well defensively in all areas of the game. And, you know, he just, just like Olsen, he's looking like he belongs. So, so is he kind of, in your mind, I guess once he gets healthy, is he, you know, a lot of these guys are going to ask you, but I think maybe he's the closest here that it's a couple bad games. I mean, nonetheless, an injury, but I think there's no injury even. There's a couple games here where if the Sabres defense continues to struggle, 
I feel like for him, with, with the way he plays the game, his puck moving style which is what the Sabres still really need. I feel like for him, it's it's kind of only a matter of time here. He he's kind of the guy where, you know, like Olsen, we say, well, wait a few months. You know, Neilander, let's let's give him some few months and get some pressure and get some time. And you know, a lot of these guys, Gooley too. Let's get him a few months before we call him up here. But Pilot, I feel like he's the guy that, with his style and how well he's played, that for me, he's I think he's the guy where I'm like, well, now that he's injured, kind of changes that. But if he wasn't injured, he's like, instead of talking about wait a few months, well, maybe in a few weeks here, you might see him get a shot. Yeah, absolutely. The you know he's kind of like um, you know Olson way. He's how old is? Um, Pilot he's is twenty two. Twenty two. So same thing with you know Olson. He's twenty two, just turned twenty three. Twenty three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, twenty three. So you know, it's, there's interview kind of comparing the two where you know it was brought up with Olson. You know, just talking about being a rookie in the American League, and he was like, I really don't consider myself a rookie because he's been, you know essentially playing pro hockey in the same with right, pilot. Right. Yep. You know, they're not the definition of American league rookie where you're 20 years old coming out of juniors and then you're just getting your feet wet. You know, these guys have been playing the game. They're, they're adults more or less. So they're, they're ready to go. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see pilot being the guy that would get called up and deservedly. So, you know, he's playing well, playing all every area of the game. And, you know, I think he's definitely jumped ahead of Gooley. Uh, in terms of, you know, what he's been able to do and leading the play. Um, you know, Borgen is doing well defensively, but when you need your defense to score points, that's where Pilot is going to definitely earn the call. So I'm going to – you just mentioned one player I want to ask you about, and that's Gooley. You know, he's a little bit of a point streak here, and I think he's kind of a guy that a lot of people maybe got – I guess I'll use the word soured on, but maybe a little bit too early. You know, I mean, the kid's only – I think he's 20 years old, 21 years old. He's only two years out of junior now, so it's only his second full year out of junior. Um, some people are worried about him, but it looks like he's starting to get involved in the play more from looking at the highlights, what I've been reading, and he's starting to put up points again. So is, is this a guy that maybe we're starting kind of to see to get back to the game that we saw him play last year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it probably comes down to the age thing. He's still adjusting, and, you know, he probably maybe thought he was going to be up in Buffalo and, you know, ended up down here and then he's just, you know, kind of finding his game back. And, you know, I'm sure they probably talked to him and said, Hey, here's what we need you to do to get more involved in the play and, you know, be back to being yourself. Um, you know, I'm sure it was a wake up call for anybody for him, especially be like, Oh, Hey, this other guy is playing really well. And he's right, suddenly yeah. jumped ahead of me. You know, I need to step my game up. And yeah, last two games he definitely has, um, you know, and he's, like you said the age plays a big difference in terms of you know all these guys and the way they're they're playing and looked upon. So the last guy I'm going to bring up here uh, before we kind of get near the end, wrap this thing up here uh, is Nylander. You know he again he's another guy who's on a point streak and I guess that goes with the winning here. But from everything that I've been hearing, from what I've read, um, from people on touch I've I've even talked to the last week or so, he is playing different than he played most of last year. He's carrying over that aggressiveness that. Uh, he showed here in preseason. He's he's on pucks more. He's being more. He's battling for pucks better. I mean, there's still that occasional gliding on defensively, but even that, he both said he's he's been better. And then the scoring is coming now. So, from your standpoint, I know you've been kind of and rightfully so, you know, hard on Neely under the last year, two years. Uh, can you see a visible difference in him this season so far? Yes. Yes, absolutely. There, there's no doubt that he's definitely playing better this year than he has the last two years, and that's obvious with the points um 
you know, just the way he's more involved in the play. He's not just coasting around the perimeter looking for, you know, looking for the puck or the easy shot. But the one thing that's going to keep holding him back is his turnovers. Um, you know, yep. he's often coughing the puck up with a blue line. You know, I, I blows my mind kind of when I see people read, well, he's scoring points, so let's get him up to the Sabres because they need to score points. But if you're turning the puck over in the American League, yeah, that exactly. stuff's going to get you burned. So You saw in the preseason, too. That's one of the reasons why I thought he was going to go back down because those turnovers were still there. So makes sense. You know, and it's what happens in an NHL game when you turn the puck over. Yep. It's going to burn you. And then what's going to happen immediately, you know, everyone's going to be like, wow, he just cost us the game. Yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> and that's, you know, you want to just see points scored or do you want to win games? And that's the, obviously the long-term goal is to win more games. And, you know, looking long-term, yeah, he's, he's definitely improved. And that's, you know, once he fixes that one area of the game, he stops coughing the pucks up at the blue line. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to make a difference. And that's that's good. That's, you know, obviously everybody knows where Rochester is very hard on him, but for good reason, you know, he's right. a highly talented prospect, but you want him to be good at these guys are good everywhere. Hey, it benefits everyone. He, once he fixes all the other mistakes, and then you will be coasting and you know be considered probably first round pick that he's known for. Or you want him to be? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's positive news, and that's kind of all you can. I mean, that's that's the good thing about all these players talked about. It, it's positive. It's good. Uh, you know, maybe all these guys aren't ready to make that jump yet, but the good news is they're trending in the right direction. So the guy I want to ask you about here before the end is not a player. You know, I'm sure you kind of hear about it being in Rochester. You know, the Sabres are up and down. A lot of people are not high in Housley. Uh, I, I think this is a long-term question, I guess you could say. Uh, I think it's at this point, I, I would say even it's a long shot this season. But let's say for some reason things didn't go right. It's January, February. Uh, the Sabres went on from Housley. I think that the guy they'd bring up is Chris Taylor uh, to take his spot as an interim basis. I'm just kind of more curious. The question here is, kind of how you feel about Taylor as a coach in general, not like at the NHL level, but kind of like just you're around him all the time. Just what kind of coach you kind of feel that he is. He is the way that you hear him, maybe talk in interviews. He's, you know, keeps it pretty, pretty vanilla. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, how players do or what they want out of them. Um, you know, everybody says, you know, once he's in the locker room, he's brutally honest with everyone. And the reason for that is he's, he's here to help everybody reach their next goal. You know, whether it's get the NHL, whether it's, you know, just make sure you're going to still make six figures in the AHL. He's been around it and he's here to, you know, help everybody reach their goals and is going to give that feedback to what they need to do. Um, You know, he may praise somebody in the media or say, Hey, they played a good game. Um, You know, and that's, he's not going to throw anybody under the bus publicly. You know, behind closed doors, if, if you mess up, he's going to let you know. But one of the things he always says is he's okay with mistakes. You know, we use Nylander, for example. He coughs a puck up at the blue line, um, the game in Utica last week uh-huh. or the Wednesday night. You know, Nylander coughed the puck up at the blue line. The uh, puck ended up back in our zone. Rather than doing a line change or anything, they just, you know, he went right back down and scored a goal. So that's what Taylor's all about is here is, you know, you make a mistake, go fix it. You know, it's how you respond. He's not going to bury at the end of the bench. He's going to put you back out there and have at it. How does that 
you know, that obviously helps the guys here trying to reach their goals. Does it translate into a NHL coaching style? That's a good question. Um, you know, I don't know if he has it, you know, if he's interested in that, that's right. something I've never asked him, which probably come up soon to say, Hey, you know, what are, you know, what's your five-year plan or what's your three-year plan now that you've been here two years, mm-hmm. you know, and the way he's helped these prospects come along and advance their careers in such, such short times. I don't know, you know, do they risk that? You know, what happens if all of a sudden they take him away? Is leadership strong enough in the room where, you know, Gordine or Toby Peterson could take over for him? That's a big question. You know, I don't know if, but at the same time, when you're looking to win from the bottom up, you know, hey, maybe does he step in for an interim role at the Sabres and, you know, connect to the guys in a different way and make something happen? Hey, it's entirely possible. You know, he's definitely not a, uh, Ron Rolston, we know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the with the garden gloves. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, you know, my whole thing is, you know, he's very involved. You know, even in the in the preseason and, and the training camps, you know, he was up here a lot. He was he knows the players up here. Uh, I mean, like I said, this is more of a conversation that maybe we'll kind of follow throughout the season, and we can reevaluate in January and February based on kind of how the season's going. You know, I don't think that's imminent or houses in any danger anytime soon, for sure. Especially a team who's 500 right now. So yeah, it's possible. And you know, Hey, I'm, I'm sure he's looking, you know, it's everybody has a plan for what they want to do. I don't know where right. his, his plan is in, in all that, but you know, one of the, he connects with the players. He, he's a, he's a player's coach, but he also knows how to put his foot down and, you know, and lead the way. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting, but he's definitely an important piece to all of it. Yeah, def- absolutely. So we'll wrap it up how we kind of did last week. So I think I'm, I know your answer on defense, but so there's an injury and the Sabres need a forward and they need a defenseman. Who is the guy who you think, one forward, one defenseman, who is the best NHL-ready call-up right now? Uh, for defenseman, we'll definitely go with Gooley. And for for forward, um, you know, I, I guess it's it kind of most deserving. I, I mean, you have to give it to Nylander. Um, again, I think we mentioned him the first time around. You know, he, he's definitely putting up the points. And when it comes to a all-around good game, he's making it happen. You know, we're still critical of some parts of his game, but he's making it happen. And if it's based on internal competition, as they say, and, uh, you know, earning it, he would lead the way. Um, you know, Gooley is with Pilot out injured. Gooley is definitely the guy as well. Now, if Pilot was healthy, is he the guy over Gooley? Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's, there's no, there's no doubt about that one at all. Okay, I just wanted. I thought so. I just wanted to double check that to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, the Amex have two games uh, at both at home. So they're back at home again. Utica and Laval. Um, they just smoke showed Utica last week, so that'd be interesting to see how that goes this time. So, yeah, so we'll talk next week after two more games in. We'll see kind of how things go. It's kind of a, a break here. Even the Sabres after tonight are off until Thursday, so we kind of get a mini break from hockey. You're probably going to kind of reset their reset their hockey mode here early in the season. It's kind of been fast and furious. So is there anybody else where we cut out here that you think kind of deserves maybe some recognition of how they've played or at least one person you want to bring up, even if it's a bad part? Is there anybody I missed here to ask uh, you about? No, you need to give uh, credit to Zach Redman all around. As far as uh, you know, he's he's only here on an AHL deal, and you know I think he's 
to the point in his career where, you know, obviously he wanted an NHL deal, but yeah, you know, he's pure defenseman and he's putting up points, uh, you know, between him, you know, Olsen and Nylander putting up points in the power play, you know, without, without Redmond, he's an anchor back there and he's definitely needs, needs all the recognition and, you know, down the, down the road, you could see if he keeps playing like this way and Sabres need somebody, if they would still have the NHL contract spot open, could possibly see him being converted that way. Uh, highly unlikely given the prospect pool down here, but you know, he's uh he's definitely a guy down here that it carries the team and leads the way and his, uh, his actions speak for themselves on the ice. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, Hey, that's, you know, I still look back on that trade and I don't think bottle gets enough credit for making that move. I mean, that's, it's Nick Delorier for Redmond and similar to what Delorier playing in the NHL. I think Redmond has made a bigger impact in this organization than Delorier has made in Montreal. And I don't think it's close. So. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, Bottle probably doesn't get much credit because he didn't, it wasn't for an NHL ready player. Right. You know, he right. didn't make an impact in the NHL. But look at Redmond's done down here and the way he's helping carry these defensemen and, you know, Gooley and Pilot and Borg and everyone else, probably more valuable in the long run than, finding a rental player for one year. Yeah, absolutely. So that is Keith Wozniak. I am Chad Didemenesis. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you go check out Keith's work at Let's Go, or the website is Let's Go Amherst.com and then let's, at Let's Go Amherst on Twitter. Uh, he should be your go-to for any Amherst information and follow during the game if you're not watching it. Although AHL TV is an awesome investment tool that, again, I will recommend for anybody who wants to watch the prospects. Uh, Bill and I will be back tomorrow to wrap up the West Coast trip here with a couple days off, as I mentioned, until Montreal on Thursday. So Bill and I will be back to the way Bill said he wants to kind of take a long, I don't know, long term, but a full picture here of where we're at. Uh, it'll be through nine games. So we'll see if they're five and four or four and five. So five and four, a little bit better mood. Four and five, we'll kind of see what mood we're in. So Again, for Keith and Chad, we are out of here. Keith, again, man, thank you for taking the time. We will talk next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Chad. You have a good one. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Stay.